0: You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. Team Ad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning. Where are we today? We are in
1: Hillcrest Academy in Celebration Hall.
0: Awesome. Is it, is it close enough to the end of the school year where you know exactly how many days are left yet? Countdown. How many? 12, 13, 14. 12, 13, 14. There we oh. go. Oh, okay. Okay. That Two makes sense days. then. All right. Makes sense. So we got another great round of questions. I'm, I'm honestly saying that these ones, like almost every single one of them, can be their own 30 minute discussion. So yeah. Dawn's yeah. in for it today. Oh, boy. All right. And today I'm going to have you guys pick out your own. So, all oh. the first person who has the best name gets to pick their question first, Alex, what's, what do you got? <laughs> what number? No bias there. Hey, what's that? Number seven. All right. number seven. What's number seven? So if someone dies and goes to heaven, can they sin or can they be kicked out of heaven?
1: No, it's a done deal at that point. Okay. Once you've made it there, that's a done deal. What about with uh, Satan? He got kicked out. Well, but he was an angel. That's he right. wasn't the same because we're, we're independent souls. We're created souls by God. And an angel is a messenger. And so that's a different entity altogether. So yes, he got kicked out.
0: Are we not like capable of sinning in heaven?
1: No, it's done. Okay. No. Does that sound like it won't be fun? <laughs> uh, I got not, you. On that uh, one. So you know when you go to Revelation chapter twenty-one, and that's where it really starts to flesh out what heaven's going to be like. It's just going to be so much fun. We won't be wanting to sin. Okay. And we'll be in tune with God and His purposes. It's not going to be a place where sin will happen because, you know, sin is missing the mark. Right. Missing the mark that God has sent us towards. Mm-hmm. And when we sin, we sort of veer off of that mark. And it's only God can get us back right. to the target again. And so our, our target's done. The end game's finished. And life is basically that part that we, we get to live into. We get to live in the direction that God has programmed us. Not programmed us, but guided us towards. Okay. And so by the time we get to heaven, that's not an issue any longer.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think kind of the bottom line is that, you know, it's... We know what it's going to be, how we're going to feel in heaven. We know that it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be better than anything we've ever experienced. It is. And that's kind of the end of it. And yeah. we can't,
1: well, and the problem is we're limited by our human vocabulary and human constructs and to even imagine what it's going to be. Okay. And heaven's going to be beyond our imagination.
0: What about like meeting up with, you know, family and friends of the past, you know, that, that have gone before us?
1: I've heard... I haven't experienced personally yet. Of course. That some of those uh right at that threshold of death have met okay. family. Okay. Uh beyond that I don't I don't know.
0: What about like uh my childhood dog?
1: Like all dogs go to heaven? Yeah. That would yeah. You've been watching too much TV. But uh no, it I I don't know that all creation will be in heaven like that. Okay. Yes. And I have very, several dogs that I wouldn't mind meeting in heaven, but yeah. I don't see that in Scripture. Okay. Probably so I not. need to answer yeah. that from
0: Scripture. Okay. Um, Haley? Number four. Number four. Could you expand on the comment you shared with us the first time when you went to God angry, asking Him why He took your son? And God's response was, I lost my son too.
1: Mm hmm. So as I I respond, like David, if you ever read, read through the Psalms, you get the heart of David. And it's interesting because he seemed to have the privilege of speaking very sharply to God in some of the Psalms. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's in a Psalm. And we also hear that from Jesus at the cross. Yeah, I was ticked. But it also drove me to speak directly to God about the situation I was in at that time. And so I could lay, I I think we need to remember we can always lay our heart honestly before God, and He listens. He's in tune to what we're going through, He knows what we're going through, and is willing to respond. And -hmm. that's when those three words my son died too, four words, I guess. exactly what I needed to hear. And I think if you lay your life before God in the same way, you're going to have that same experience. God knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He loves you. The whole Jesus experience was because of his love for us. Just meet him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did I get the whole question? Sometimes I get off
0: on a tangent. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted you to expand on it. Um, when you went to God angry, because I think, you know... So I'm going to I'm gonna kind of compare that. When I was, your guys' age, 14, I lost my father, and I did the same thing. You know, I, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything that God was saying to me. All I felt was just deep comfort. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was trying to put on a brave face the whole time, and then went into my room and kind of collapsed. So at your age, you kind of needed something to not necessarily comfort because you were upset, you Mm -hmm. know, why take him? And you needed a response, response. I'd have
1: been about double your age. it would have been nearly 30.
0: Yeah. So there's a difference there. So he'll respond to anything. God is
1: good. Yes. All the time. Even when water runs in the east side of the building Mm -hmm. and you have to clean it up. Yeah. God is good all the time. Yeah.
0: Brianna. Number five. What kind of TV, movies, and video games should Christians watch slash play? Should we be careful with what we consume? Don, what's your favorite video game to play?
1: I I don't play (laughs) video games. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wish before my time. After my time. Uh, We need to be really careful about what we let in. All the time. And I say this from a, a spiritual warfare part. Working with people who have had actually allowed footholds for the devil. Be careful what you watch because it can become a place where all of a sudden Satan, in his weird way, will wiggle in and then you'll have to deal with it another way at some point in life yeah. to get free of it. Uh, so I'd, I'd say that I, it can be on commercial TV, Oh yeah, it can be in the movies for sure. Uh, the video games, I'm not quite as able to speak about because I don't play video games. Right. Uh, I know that I had kids that tried to play some video games that when I saw what was on the screen, I said, no. What was on the screens? Was it just like combat stuff? Well, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Was that bad stuff? I think. Uh, yeah, so what like. I saw was bad enough for daddy to say, nah, was it more, more? Was, was it that?
0: violence or was it the like scantily dressed people well, I, my boys didn't need that Yeah. so <laughs> yeah i
1: just remember what i saw on the screen hit me yeah spiritually and i said no more of that of course then i got the thing back from the kids well daddy we've been doing this that's my computer my house and we shut it off yeah mm-hmm. they weren't very happy
0: yeah, there's, there's definitely some part of it with uh, like normalizing certain things in culture. So see a lot of violence, maybe that... I know that there's been other studies recently that have kind of combated the thought that, oh, if you play violent video games, that will make you violent. Um, that seems to not necessarily be the case, but if it normalizes it in your mind, maybe that's an issue?
1: Precisely, because if we bring it into the social norm that this level, level of behavior is okay, Are we testing it biblically? Right. Are we testing it where where God wants us to be? Yeah. It's again, are we missing the mark? Yeah. It's a sin issue. So we need to be aware that Satan is naughty. He wants to get his way into our Mm. lives and he'll do it through the least noticeable way. So, I mean, if we noticed it, we'd shut it out, right? Right. Well. But he's sneaky. Yeah. And so he's going to try to get it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so beware. be aware. You know, one thing about what you might want to do is test your program with prayer. As you approach a program and you sort of wonder about it, just ask the Lord, hey, is this something that I should be watching? Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to, to help you with that. And I imagine you'll feel a conviction if it, all of a sudden you see something. Take that seriously. Mm-hmm. Go to something else. It's not like there aren't, what, 464 channels on some TVs? Oh, yeah, thousands. Goodness.
0: Um, Something I've seen um, when, when setting up this whole podcast video thing, you know, you get little emails from YouTube or whatever being like, do these things, you know? If you've ever listened to a podcast or something, they're always like, oh, you know, smash that like button. So it's kind of on those recommendations. Something that's very disheartening with like TikTok, Reels, those kinds of short clips is that they're like, if you make sure that there's a little bit of a sex appeal to it, boom, you get yourself thousands and oh, thousands of views. Really? That's like the number one thing Should that I they open, recommend. Open a button? Would that help? I don't think I'll that would help, Don. Don, okay. I mean it. I don't think that's going to I don't okay. think it <laughs> will either, so we'll just stop right so there. So <laughs> I would say that would be the number one thing to kind of stick away from, stay away from, is, you know, if you start seeing that, you know, sexual content on there, that's that's... That's a red flag for me most of the time, is that I'm not sure if I can go ahead and watch the rest of this, so. That is a good flag. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's...
1: If they want you to do it, then you have to wonder why they want you to do it.
0: If it's proven to be the best tool to get engagement, to get uh, um, comments, to get people's eyes glued to that video 100,000 or 5 million times, then you know that there's a, there's a certain weakness there in the whole culture that is drawing us to this one little issue there's one little piece, and that's drawing everybody in. So,
1: basically, we're being exploited Oh yeah. by the media. Yep. So, with that attitude, that's a whole lot different way to approach what's being shown you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like that's not their job, either. Right. That's kind of the media's job, is to find what everyone wants to watch, because that's what they'll watch. Commercialism. Right? Yep. So, I didn't give out anyone, any other ones to the kids, but I did find some of them that are my uh, favorite. Your favorite. Well, kind of... Um, I like the what denomination are you question, <laughs> because we kind of went through that with our Westchester United Methodist Church where we passed it around and comparing it with friends and family, it was really interesting. So what denomination are you? I am theologically Mennonite, okay, Anabaptist,
1: okay, and I'm a part of Ivana Network. okay. However, the churches that I pastor and I'm going to pastor are both outside of a denomination at this current moment. Mm-hmm. But we are trying to set up theological... We're nail that to, down. We're trying to create a theological conversation mm-hmm. that's across denominational lines. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can see the uh, appeal of just sticking de- non-denominational and just kind of posting your views. I see the point of denominations because then everyone knows exactly what you stand for. Here's the... I can follow that belief. And if you don't do that, then you can kind of go with the whim and change your mind every once in a while. But yeah,
1: and that's one of the point points that I think is important for the congregations we're talking about is that where are you theologically, and the theology of our of our churches I think are important because then we appeal to certain people who believe in the so, those same ways. Mm-hmm. It also gives us a way of welcoming people into our group because yeah. we know how we want to do that. Um, the problem with We've relied on denomination so long to help us with our theology that sometimes we've lost it within the community of faith itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's something we have to be careful of. Yeah. The other side of the coin is the two congregations I'm working with pretty well know what they believe. Yeah. And so then you call that forward and say, this is who we are. It becomes their identity. And really, our theology should be a reflection of our identity. Yeah.
0: Agreed. So that's who I am. Is it bad to be a bartender, assuming you don't drink yourself? I thought this was an interesting question because there's a lot of states that are now getting rid of child labor laws where, uh, I'm trying to remember what state it was, but at the age of 14, technically, you could serve alcohol and be a bartender. So would it be bad in any age to be a bartender? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. So we come from the biblical past background and, and you know, biblical doesn't say that you totally can't drink, but Don can't say that it's all right to be a bartender. Okay. So I have to, you know, this is not Hillcrest Academy talking. This is not anybody else. This is Don. Why would you want to be a bartender? Because you know you're tending a drug that's addictive and has ruined many homes, and families, mm-hmm. and lives. Now, a little bit isn't a bad deal, but the problem is most people can't stop at a little bit when they go through those emotional trials and tribulations that just sort of take all the underpinnings out of what holds us up. Sure. So I, I'd have to say, no, Alex, I don't think you can be a bartender. Okay.
0: See, so yeah, the the way, the spot I push back on it is is it's someone else's free will. Sure, you're facilitating their addiction or, you know, inability to uh hold off that desire to just go. And and someone else is gonna fill in for you if you're not there. You know, if you're not gonna take the bartender job, someone else is gonna do it. And same thing as like, you know, I'm a farmer. I mean, we are definitely the biggest nation. The we eat the most out of any other country, I would assume. And uh, am I doing the wrong thing just raising thousands and thousands of pigs each year? Well,
1: we've got to eat something. Well, I know. But gluttony is It's also. not the only thing you eat. I mean, not the only thing you farm. Yeah. Uh, right. And I, I'm a preacher. And so everybody who comes has the free will, whether to listen to me or not. Yeah. So, but in in one way or another, what we do also influences a group around us. Yeah. And you can say, well, back back in uh, theological times, uh, you know, if you're a hangman, be the best hangman you could be, you know, uh, was one of Luther's answers to, you know, could you be a hangman and be a yeah. Christian? Uh, I, I don't believe that way. I think sure. in one way or another, who we are influences the message we give, influences the people around us, and there's just a chain of influence that comes from, just our vocation. Sure. So I think we have to be careful about what we're doing. Now, and, and be aware of the, the imple, uh, influences that we're giving. Yeah.
0: See, and that's kind of where I'm tying into, say you're now this bartender, you take this job. You know in your heart you know, that you are actually facilitating someone to sin by drinking too much, um, maybe not addressing their problems, but then you're also in the position to step in and possibly disciple. Are you not? Can you see that kind of PR um, area of it? Once they're not so inebriated, they can listen. Sure. But let's let's
1: flip it just a little bit. Okay, so here I am in blue jeans. Yeah. Does your pastor usually show up in blue jeans? No. No, but I'm your pastor. Right. So doesn't that mess with who I am in your mind? No. Just by the influence? Well, because you've known me for two years. Yeah. But we accept people's testimony on our first. That's a good point. Our first reaction to them, our first time our, our paths cross. That's a good point. And so a lot of people who I work with because of the school in Iowa city haven't any clue that I'm a pastor. Okay. Except, you know, if I quote a scripture on the way out the door or something like that. Yes. So in those places I can have influence by being a man of integrity And being open to conversation if they want to have it. Okay. But likely as not, they're not going to go there. So while I'm noble in this vocation, I'm also in another vocation that they don't know about.
0: That makes good sense. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes everyone's first impression of um, Christianity or any religion is just, you know, how those people behave. What kind of role model is that person? Can I believe what you're saying? Or believe what you want me to believe when you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, when I've talked to people who are not believers, that is their one pushback. It's like, well, yeah, but you say you believe in this, but I see you doing that. I'm like, that's true. Yeah, I should work on that. You're and right. As, and that's, as
1: Christians, our integrity across the, across the court mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah, of primary importance.
0: Yeah. It's difficult to say that, you know, like, well, I, all I see is sinners that go to church. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, why that's we're here. Exactly you know, because why. we're sinners. Yep. Do we have more time?
1: Oh. Seven minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, three minutes, four, two, seven. Seven okay, minutes. Seven minutes.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Counting, yeah. All right. Um, what is the craziest way that God has moved in someone's life that you've witnessed? Okay, in somebody else's life that I've witnessed. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. That one might have taken some prep. Um, That's not what the show does. I know. We don't get to prep.
0: Um, There's there's quite a few of those. Um, I'm feeling like there's not something super crazy. No, it's not
1: really super crazy as far as, but just the way things fall together is often amazing. Uh, Yesterday morning. The scripture that Charlene read for our devotions mm-hmm. was the same scripture that I used in my sermon, yeah. but she didn't know it. And I thought, wow, that's got it work. Yeah. Um, craziest way. I'm at a loss. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Okay, chalk that one up. Yeah, we it's got it. Loss
0: for Don. I would share that I, I had a friend that um, had some. I wouldn't say it's a mental illness, but he, he was depressed, and he attempted suicide uh, on a few occasions. And uh, he had issues. He didn't like the way he looked. And he even you know went and lost a ton of weight biking, but still just really hated the way he looked. And I was like, man, we gotta go to church. We gotta, and so I kept going with him. And uh, kind of fell out with the trip to Iowa City every day, and he kind of stopped going. And then he met a girl. And she was a devout follower and they hit it off because his biggest problem is that like, you know, no one loves me because I look like this, but he found her and now they're married. And I see they have like, you know, their Bible side ta- their, their table right by the window where they have coffee in the morning and they read their Bibles and do their devotions together and how radically it's changed just who he is, he's, happier. He was always really happy. wanted to be the happy person and bring joy to everyone's life. But then once it hit a certain point, he just really fell into despair when no one was around. And to see that transformation, knowing that he desired to be closer to God. And then once he finally did, then God brought this girl into his life. And wow, that was a big transformation,
1: a big transformation. Yeah. Praise Lord. You know, God's not really, I, I guess I feel like God's made us like we are for a reason. Mm-hmm. It fits with the pattern that he's given us for our life that he that will match the goal that he has set before us. And so if we're interested in God's plan, we yield to that and allow him to take him take us where he want, where he wants us to go. In other words, the goal of our life to be sinless is to mark make the mark that God has for us, the mark we embrace. And likely, he's given us all the tools to get there. Sin is that part where we take control on our own and go
0: our own way. Yeah. I like it. Don, will you pray us out? I can do that. Awesome.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this privilege to be at Hillcrest. I thank you, Lord, for these kids. And I I pray that you would give us a sense of your peace and your presence, your guidance, especially at this end of the year so that our lives ultimately bring honor and glory to you, O Lord. And we bring this prayer before your heavenly throne in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior. Amen.
0: Amen. Hey, thanks, you guys. These questions are so good. Give yourselves a round of applause because the conviction here has been awesome. Amen. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your 13, 14, 15 days left of school before you get your summer yeah. jobs. Hopefully it's not bartending and uh, uh,
1: right. That's yeah. be good. And I want to say, hey guys, I, I really have appreciated being your facilities director yes and I want to raise one thing. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that we haven't had a lot of things go on. I mean there hasn't been things destroyed. You have taken care of the school as much as I've taken care of the school, and I really appreciate you leaning into that effort this school year. Thank you very much.
0: Good job, guys. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for watching and joining us, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Take care. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes, and if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.